When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 45 of Two Goalies, One Mike. I'm your host, Johnny Cullen, joined alongside Dwayne Steinell. As always, Dwayne, the NHL season is upon us. After much waiting, the Sabres made their much-anticipated season debut. Not the result we hoped for. A back-to-back series against, uh, two years ago, the, the Stanley Cup champs, Washington Capitals. That first game, it was a bit sloppy. I knew it was going to be, Dwayne. Uh, with no training camp, but we really, we, we really were not, not a good hockey club that first skate. Um, your thoughts on, on the opening weekend here. It's good to have you, buddy. Yeah, man. I'm excited to have hockey, Sabres hockey back, especially. Um, yeah. Um, they came out flat there in the beginning um, of the first game. Um, and, you know, they scored four goals. Yeah. But, you know, the result was, you know, goaltending was a huge issue. Carter Hutton did not look good at all. He didn't look ready. I don't care how great the guy looked in training camp. I still don't understand the decision with coaching to start your backup and not your starter to lead off the season. Well, who is our starter? Huh? Who's our starter? Is he? Hutton? I don't think they came out and say that. Oh, okay. Hutton? No, no. Is that, is that your point that he shouldn't? Your Olmark, Olmark should be the starter. Okay. Hutton isn't the starter. Olmark's your starter. I think that was proven even more so, uh, you know, during the season opener, you know, he let a muffin in from the point, you know, he, he didn't look, he didn't look very good. Um, he had spots where he looked okay, but you know, you need your goalie to make a save. And there were two times in that in that game where we scored to get momentum back. And then 30 seconds later, Washington comes down and scores again. It's just I've like, said it before. I'll say it again. The NHL, especially early on, even in, into the playoffs, it's a momentum league. And like you said, you know what? There's going to be breakdowns. There's going to be goals. Without it, hockey wouldn't be played. But a lot of times it comes down to that goalie and, you know, making that that save at the right time to help your team. And you're right. I think that there's a couple, you know, I think one or two of the goals, they were good goals, but it's those ones that you need that save. And for me, you go to that second goal, like you talked about, I know it's a power play. Um, I, I thought at first it was a deflection, but – that we started flat, Dwayne. They obviously score, uh, but then we that power play, beautiful. Our first power play of the year, maybe second. 
in that first period, uh, Hall picks up a beautiful, that just the movement was great. You know what I mean? I like Hall as that bumper guy. We yep. score that goal, right? Yep, and then awesome. the next, the next shift at five on five, we looked really good. Like you said, we needed that momentum and sure enough, we take a penalty on the power play or on our penalty kill. We let in a soft goal. And I feel like that shifted back. The momentum shifted back to the capitals. And I think that happened a couple times. You know, that's one of the worst things you could happen in hockey is, you know, you never like to see that happen once in a game where you get momentum back and you let it go in almost immediately right after you can't let it happen twice. Not, not the same three game. times you can argue, right? Yeah. It's, it, 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 you know, it kills any momentum you just gain back. Um, you need your goalie to make a save for you sometimes. And I, I hate, I hate to say it, but you also need your, like you said it last episode when we were at EJ Radica, and you need your goalie also to be your best penalty killer too. Um, clearly Hutton's, wasn't not there, that, right? Hutton, Hutton's not that guy you need. And um, I just don't, I'll never agree. And us as goalies too, we want to play as often as possible. I'll never agree with this coaching mindset that you have to play both your goalies in a back-to-back situation. You just had a nine-month layoff. You these are professional athletes; they're the best at their positions and playing in the best the best league in the world. You're telling me Linus Omar could not play in a back-to-back situation to lead off the season against a team that, in my opinion, is going to be one of those teams you're going to be fighting for for that third or fourth spot in this division. You know, and and honestly, the most difficult division, the Mass Mutual East Division. Um, uh, the, the most difficult mass division. Mutual. Oh, it says it on the NHL site too. The Mass yeah. Mutual East. I love it. Oh, it's mass crazy. Mutual East Division, and it's the it's the toughest division I think in the entire league right now. You need as many points wherever and whenever you can get them, and you cannot leave two games like that on the table. I I truly believe you start Olmark in the season opener. You win that game. You scored four goals. It's not like you didn't score. You scored four. You start Omar in that game, you come out with a win, and then you have some swagger, you have some confidence going into that second that second game. You start Omar again, you let him pick up where he left off, and hopefully come out with a second W and start the season off 2-0. Instead, you're 0-2 going into probably the team that might contend to win this entire division. Philadelphia, I'm fully on the Philadelphia bandwagon. Yeah, you're, you're realistically looking at an 0-4 start here because that's a tough team. And they're starting Carter Hart tonight, possibly the best young goalie in the entire league. I have two points to make. I think that, and, and I think it's going to be tough for goalies to play a lot of back-to-backs this year, just because there's so many of them, but it's an, inevit- an, an inevitability, right? Because there are so many back-to-backs. And like you said, you want to find your rhythm as a goalie. You always want to be in the net. Um, but with, with the schedule, the way it was, you have two games and then two days off. You're not going to have two days off often this year in this league, right? That's nope. a rarity. So I think you, you do have a point there. At first I was saying, nah, but I think on the, on the, to play devil's advocate, I think if you're Ralph Kruger, you want to see what you have. I think it was probably a coin flip to see who played. I know some coaches say, hey, whoever played better in, in training camp or the preseason gets the first start. It's just, we weren't there in the building this year with, with that. Um, with that being said, Philadelphia, for those that don't know, I started, you know, I, I was always a Sabres fan, never really had another favorite team. Uh, outside of Goldberg being a Philadelphia native, I was never a Flyers fan. Started following them a little bit more um, when Kevin Hayes got traded there. Just listening to him on Spit and Chicklets and him being an American. Started watching him a little bit more. Having him tell stories about Jacob Voracek or Jakey really cracked me up. And I kind of fell in love with that team last year. Uh, I got to work a lot with uh, Carter Hart's goalie coach. He's based out of Pittsburgh. Um, And he got a cool insight into Carter Hart. I was there when he FaceTimed him a couple times. Uh, I got to say hello once. Uh, He has no idea who I am. He's like, who's that pigeon? Um, they actually did like, uh, you know, the old show Cribs? Yeah. 
Philadelphia Flyers on their YouTube did like an episode of Cribs with Carter Hart. And you see my buddy Cliffy, the goalie coach, just sitting in there on the couch when they, it was funny. Anyways, for those that don't know, there's going to be a new addition to the, to the Jersey wall behind Dwayne in our, our studio. And I wasn't sure what to get. Um, my original thought was a 79 Carter Hart orange Flyers jersey. And that would have been a good choice, Dwayne. Uh, up and coming goalie. Um, we have officially decided to go with a Royal Blue Sabres jersey. And it's going to be a surprise who's on it. Um, yep. we'll, we'll accept all guesses, but it'll be in what, in a month, Dwayne? Yeah, roughly a month it'll be in. So that'll be fun to see. But no, back to your point. Um, listen, it, it, it was tough, tough to see in that first game you not get the goaltending that you so desperately need. We've said it almost with every guest we've had on. And it goes back to your point of we didn't make any moves, and that's starting to look more and more like a head-scratcher. Listen, it's early. They've both had one start. I liked a little bit more what I saw from Allmark in the second game. If he can carry us and be a starter and play 75 80% of games, even in the shortened season, maybe it's a non-issue moving forward. Maybe it's something we don't talk about. But um, go also, in that first game, another thing I, I liked to see, um, Cousins looked good, man. Cousins looked good. And he got better and better as the game went on. Uh, sometimes you see with those those rookies coming in as underagers, they look lost sometimes that first couple games. I yeah, thought he played really great. well. Your, your thoughts Cousins on Dylan Cousins? Cousins looked great both games. He looked confident. He didn't look nervous. He didn't look timid. He didn't play on his heels. He looked good. He looked ready for the NHL. Um, you know – I would have liked to see more out of Stahl, especially with that bad giveaway of his and the uh, <laughs> it was pretty terrible that led to the Backstrom goal. Uh, no, it wasn't the Backstrom goal. I forget, I forget who scored it, but it was a bad giveaway in that first game by Stahl, real momentum shifter. But again, Can I, I break that down real quick. Yeah. So one thing that I thought the Sabres struggled with early is establishing their forecheck. It felt like it points that because we were getting trapped in our defensive zone for extended amounts of time, by the time we did get into the neutral zone and get the puck in deep, we had to change. And obviously in the first period, it's, it's, you know, once you you're, you're, you're closer to your own net, I felt like every time that we were able to get possession through into the neutral zone, it would get in behind their D yes, but we wouldn't have any sustained pressure. And, and Washington kept it simple. They made great first passes. They got moving North and, and I felt like that was the tail of the tape for the first, you know, first couple periods. Um, and one thing Washington did really well on the flip side of that is they, when they did have to dump the puck in, they got it behind our D. They had a good F1 pressure, but also they activated their F2. They sent, they were running more of a, you know, I don't want to say a 2-1-2, but it was a very aggressive 1-2-2, meaning that second forward really came in, uh, taking away that D-to-D pass and, and causing turnovers. That's something that we didn't do the first game that I thought we started to do more of in, in, the, in the second game. But Washington just looked like a veteran team making the easy plays uh, and taking away, you know, taking away our forecheck. And, and you have no forecheck. You don't get extended of zone times. You don't get in zone, in zone starts. I thought that, at least to me, was a big part. But back to the stall goal, um, that's a tough one, right? And, yep. and, and I brought up the point about the forecheck because F1 comes in, the puck's on um, – who has that Hutton's blocker side, he, right. he bumps it D to D or maybe he got around the net and passed it right to stall the center stall catches it. Right. And instead of, you know, Bob Bugner, I tweeted this, Bob Bugner always used to say to us on the breakout, when in doubt, Dwayne glassing out. All right. right. Stall catches it stick handles. So then it's on, you know, as he stick handles F2 is right there, poke check turnover in the back of our net. 
If I'm stalled there, I'd like to see him catch it, just go off the wall, live to fight another day. If you don't have a direct pass to the winger, just get it out into the neutral zone, right? Instead, he overhandles it, Dwayne, and that yeah, was a big ball. It, tries to make a backhand sauce pass. It gets picked Through off. the middle. Through the middle. You never do that, and especially when you're a veteran, you don't do that. That that was surprising for me. Like I said, I'd like to see a little bit more out of Eric Stahl for sure. <clears throat> Sam Reinhardt hasn't been that impressive uh, playing off the, off the top line. Um, I, you need to see more out of him uh, if you expect this team, this franchise, this management to pay him, you know, what he expects to get paid. He's in a contract year. I think this might be his first UFA year. Yep. And uh, I need, I need more out of him, man. And, you know, we just can't be just, well, it's not working out in the second line or the third line with Sam Reinhardt. So I guess we're putting him back with Jack. It's like, you know, but you you don't want to, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like how many times in the past in in this league have you seen just really average at best players play on a top line and produce and you not have to pay them a boatload of money. You know, I, I don't want to pay Sam Reinhardt seven, six and a half to $8 million a year when he can only produce with one player, when analytics say he should be able to produce on his own line and drive his own line. So that's, you know, you bring up a really interesting point that I think, you know, we're going to delve into here. A um, lot of, lot of, a lot of pushback from the fans on, on Ralph Kruger's usage of the lines. And obviously, you know, you have some new bodies in here. I, I'm not jealous of what he's going through in my brief time as a head coach, coaching junior hockey, which is a completely different animal than the National League, I know. That was where I felt the most pressure. You know, how do I, how do I get the most out of my guys? How, who do I put them with? Um, we saw Thompson start with Hall and Eichel. And although I'm, I, I like Thompson's game, he's doing much better than I thought he was. He's a big guy. That's, you know, not overly fast, but he's not super slow for a big guy. He's got a great reach. I think he'll be a good player for us. I just don't like him with Hall and Eichel. I think we saw um, towards the second game, I think you saw Reinhardt jump in with them. And and that's where I get your point. Why should we reward him and, you know, punish Jeff Skinner? I'd like to see somebody create that chemistry with Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel. With that being said, Dwayne, I think it's going to take time. You don't see it in one game. So it's just very hard from the coach's perspective. You know, sometimes it takes two, three games for things to get going. I like how in years past you have the preseason and whatnot. Who would you like to see with Hall and Eichel? Skinner. Honestly, Skinner. Um, I know he played off his, on his off wing, but at what point? And Skinner was the best forward on the ice for Buffalo yesterday, playing on the fourth line or uh, two nights ago. In the playing second on the game, line. he was right. Hundred percent. My argument was this: when people were calling for Kruger's head before the season even started, I'd like to know, and they're not going to say it. There was a reason he was on the fourth line. Okay, whether it was he came in, you know, maybe out of shape, or he came in, you know, acting like he was a Bobby Big Wheels that he he should be because of the contract. A lot of we forget a lot of guys like they everybody knows what each other makes, right? And yep. some guys feel like that's your value to the team. And sometimes it's not, that's not the case, right? Um, and so I think that Ralph had a reason, right? We don't know that reason. I could be wrong. Maybe he just thinks Skinner's a piece of shit, and everybody's right on Twitter. Um, but I really liked what I saw from Skinner in the second game. And I'd like to see him too. either jump on that. It was all individual. And, and you saw too. one or two shifts. You saw Ralph move him up to, to, to play with, I think, Stahl or what? Maybe after, after Sam got, got, his, his fourth line. Yep. Sam got, but, Sam got hurt for, for a bit there and they, uh, they put him out there. Yeah. 
So I mean, Hall it's, too. It's tough. Hall was hurt. Hall was hurt. Hurt. Uh, he got he cut, took a puck to the upper lip, and they put him up on that top line with uh, you know, with uh, Sam and Jack, or was it Tage and Jack? They took Tage off the first line. I know that. Uh, well, but you know, you were right. In, in in Friday's game, the second game of the weekend, he was buzzing. He he drew oh, two yeah. penalties. Uh, he had a glorious chance. I'll tell you what, though, I I forget his name, the Washington uh, goaltender that played Friday. Um, Uh, He's a new guy in the league. Veracek or something like that. Uh, Something foreign, but Veracek or something like that. Uh, He was very good. Vitek Vanacek. Um, Vanacek, yes, Vanacek, not Veracek. I'm telling you, he's not super, you know, it's a little unorthodox at times. Do you remember the the one play, uh, beautiful rebound in front? I think it was... I don't know what period it was. I apologize. Second period, maybe uh, right on the tape of the forward in front. He pushes right at him instead of going back to the post on an angle. And we wait, we wait, we wait. And we end up going all the way around the net. Don't even get a shot. That to me was great. He made the saves he needed to make. You know what I mean? Um, and he was very good. He was very good. Um, I think that was a story too. you. You ran into, and I think the Sabres did this a lot. You run into a hot goalie. You make the goalie look better than he is. And, hey, I'm a goalie, too. I respect it. Hate yeah. to see these goalies play well, but that's his debut in the National League. He spent five years in the minors. Um, you know, obviously, Holtby was there. Um, and and, and uh, what's it called? Samson. Um, off obviously, was there last year. And, he's, you know, it's tough. But he, he stopped the first 26 shots he faced. He did. And you know what? I won't take anything from the kid. I think Buffalo kind of made it easy for him too. Um, you know, there weren't a ton of, you know, high, you know, very dangerous chances, high, you know, high percentage chances. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, I saw a lot of individual effort out of uh, Jeff Skinner that night and I thought he deserved to be awarded and maybe you can call being put on that first line uh, being awarded when Hall got hurt, but you know, then you saw practice lines yesterday and they had Casey Middlestad on the top line. Grant Sam got hurt and he's questionable for night. It looks like he's going to play, but why I understand he's just filmed, but why are you awarding a guy who came to, who did, he came to camp, not ready in practice rather than awarding somebody an opportunity to play in the top line, play with Jack, like a play Here's with my him. answer to that. I think it was looked at. They know more than we do. They know that Sam's going to be in the lineup. Instead of screwing up all the lines just for one practice, I think Casey Middlestat was just a placeholder. So you could keep every other line together. You know what I mean? For that practice. Yeah. It's just, I, I just want to see guys get awarded for when they play well. And it, well, you know, is that is that a reward practicing with a line that you're not going to play with? At least get at least showing in practice. At least show in practice that it could work. But my point is option. this: Reinhardt didn't practice, right? Yeah, Reinhard is slotted on that line with Eichel, Eichel, and Hall. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I will. I'm willing to bet he is because that's I, the reason I, why Middlestat was put there because they didn't want us. That's the lineup going forward. Except Middlestat is going to come out and Reinhardt's going to play. I think that's why we saw that in practice. That's a I, smart I, coaching move. I like I, that. I, 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 got, I guess so, man. I just, I just don't think it's a very smart coaching move to be playing, paying your one of your best goal scorers you know, playing him eight minutes a night on your fourth line. Well, it was closer to 12, 13, but I, I agree with you there. I'm not saying that. I, I don't want to see him on well, the Well, that's because line. we had five power plays that we didn't capitalize on. He got some power play time, but. Well, he's, he's also he, on the you know, second you know, unit and, and they're, they're not getting much. The first unit's playing one, one thirty. I agree with you, Dwayne. I don't think he should be on the fourth line, 
But I, I, when people saw that middle stat thing, I think they were reacting to nothing that was something that wasn't there. My point is this. If you know Reinhardt's going to play and he's just out for that practice, why change all the lines? Because, like I said, you need continue, you need familiarity. You need time with your line, right? It's early in the season, correct? I, I don't disagree with you. So why blow up all the lines for the, the one practice before the games when you could just pop in middle stat there knowing Reinhardt's going to take that spot? You know, we haven't seen an extended look with Reinhardt, Hall, and Eichel. Maybe they're lights out, dude. I don't know. Maybe Skinner's the guy that goes there. Who knows? Maybe Cousins is. I don't know. But I, I just, kind of, for so long, Dwayne, we've line. had, what? Cousins was promoted to the second line. For so long, my point is this, for so long, the Sabres have been a one-line team where a big drop-off into that third, fourth, even the second line. I, I liked, you know, me and you had that exercise a couple months ago, playing around with possible lines. I would love for us to have a more balanced attack. I think, you know, priority one's got to be finding somebody that fits in well with Hall and Eichel. And then from there, you start to figure other things out, right? Correct. So you're saying you think it's it's Skinner. I say I didn't like what I saw from Thompson. I think you gotta you gotta play around with something else because I think with a big body, he can he do well with the Eakin in that. He overhandles the puck. He's doing the same shit he did last year, overhandling the puck. Like I just don't think he plays with enough speed through the neutral zone for Hall and Eichel. But you got to remember, there's only one puck out there at a time. You know, speed in the neutral zone, Buffalo got dominated in the neutral zone that yeah. first game. Dominated. Absolutely. One like, point it, that I saw um, somebody make um, is that. Risk the line every time instead of hitting, you know, as they broke out, uh, Ryan, uh, risk the line and instead of moving it to Eichel, you know, when he had speed before he gets like right before the neutral zone or Hall streaking down the boards on the backside, he would hold on to it, hold on to it, and then force a pass when a guy's right on top of them and they have to chip it in, anyways. Let's get the puck to those guys early and let them do what they do best attack them with speed so we're not just tur- giving away possessions, you know. That line needs possession. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. I. Uh, it's um. Yeah, <laughs> I just I'm just perplexed. I, I we really need a win tonight, man. We need a W. You you can't you can't start the season off at one three because we made a good point of it uh, earlier in the week that in a, in a condensed season like this, um, you know, and the division we're in, starting off zero and two is almost like starting off zero and three. You know, you know, we're already that far behind the eight ball behind other teams. And you lost two games to a team that, again, that I mentioned earlier in the show, you're probably going to have to compete with for one of those last playoff spots. And their goaltending situation isn't the greatest. Um, you look at teams like Boston. I, I think Boston, you know, might be a team that could be on the honestly be on the outside looking in just, you know, just like wash us in Washington, um, New Jersey, definitely Pittsburgh. Definitely. I just, I just, we, we, we need this. We need to start getting points wherever we possibly can. And I, I just, I can't agree with playing Jeff Skinner on a bottom line, man. I can't, I just, I just can't. Dude, I'm with you 100% on that. I, I think that he's a top six forward. Um, you just got to find to do it the right way. You know, obviously like my point that I think has been lost is he obviously did something wrong or, or pissed somebody off or came in with the wrong attitude. Ralph Kruger strikes me as a guy that, that does something. Every second for season right? for the second season. Buddy, like, there's got to be something there that we're not seeing. I, I just, Ralph Kruger doesn't strike me as a guy that's just going to hold grudges and be a dick about, you know what I mean? As much as everybody wants to think that. He's a smart guy. I think, I just other, wish I, would, think I wish he would just come out and just be more transparent about it. Like, hey, when, but when, that's part of it. If you're, if you're Jeff Skinner and you did something, maybe he was late to a meeting. Would you want that out in the public? 
I would, I would, I don't know. I, I, I don't think you punish a player this, this long, you know, dating back just for being late to a meeting. There's something else there, man. I, I don't know me. I, I, and I, I just, I just, I can't agree with it. You know, I, I'm not trying to be that stereotypical over the top Sabres fan that, you know, just blows things out of proportion. I just see a guy who's been one of the better five on five players in this league for a long time, being buried on the fourth line, not getting the minutes he should be getting for a long time. He's been, he's been one of the better five on five goal scorers in, a, in quite some time, Tully. He has been. You, if you said five on five goal scorer, I could have went with that. Well, yeah, five you know, on five he, overall play. I know I'm nitpicking that. I'm sorry. I'm just. I, I'm not a big. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You, I you don't bury that player. guy. You don't. I mean, was Yamir Yager the best player defensively? I know it's a terrible comparison, but are you going to bury Yamir Yager on your fourth line because he no. doesn't play well? No, you're not. What Yarmy Yager did more things better than Skinner did. Skinner. Well, I, I, I know it's not a great comparison. Players. I'm just throwing a name out there, but you know you don't bury players who just do, do just are there on, on yeah. score goals. Here's my question. I look at so your third line right now is Tobias Ryder at left wing, Cody Eakin at center, Tage Thompson at right wing. Okay, correct. Your your fourth line is Jeff Skinner, Curtis Lazar, Riley Sheehan. Outside of Sheehan being the worst player there, I don't see a huge difference besides third fourth line. Right, I get it. But when you're rolling lines, you're more close to each other. If if on the third line, would you still be upset? Third line, um, no, because like I think if he's it got was a better, Cody, I think he's got a better center, center to play with. He'd be more upset. I think he'd have a better center to play with. I think. Okay, fair I, enough. I, 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 like seeing, I would. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him playing with Dylan Cousins. That's more speed on that line, at least. So here's my question: There's only. So who's getting bumped out of the top six? You want Sam Reinhardt down on the third line? 100%. Yeah, because he's the guy that, he, again, if auto analytics nerds are correct, like he's the guy that out of all those guys can play a role outside your top stick and still be productive and drive his own line from the wing. I believe there's a place for analytics in hockey. I really do. But I think when, when, you're, when, you're make, when they make that conclusion – that, oh, he has these numbers, his course four, whatever it is, right? I don't, I don't uh, pretend to understand it completely. For them to just assume that he should be able to drive his own line, I think it's got to pass the eye test. Who's, he been, who's Sam Reinhardt been playing with the past two, three years? Jack Eichel. So because he's done well with Eichel, we're saying that the numbers say that he should be able to do it by himself. I, like, I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm just saying I hate that analytics crowd draws that and if I'm wrong, tell me, folks. If, you're, if you understand the analytics and I'm drawing the wrong conclusion, I don't know. I'm not saying Sam Reinhardt can't. Um, I guess, dude, this is what I meant. I, this is something I really struggle with as a head coach, forming the, the lineup, second-guessing myself, having, you know, make, doubting that if this guy did something well with that guy, you know what I mean? I just, it's tough, man. It's really tough. Looking at this lineup, I've been staring at it. It's, it's going to be interesting to see where it is. I wouldn't mind seeing Victor Olofsson jump in with a Hall and Eichel, right? And, and then, you know, maybe Jeff Skinner, Eric Stahl, and Dylan Cousins. And then you got – then you can play around with – you've got um, Reinhardt, Cody Eakin, Thompson. You know what I mean? Like, that to me looks like a lot better lineup. And would you be as upset if, if that Skinner was on the third line there in that scenario? No, I would be a little bit happier because at least he's getting more power. He's getting more ice time outside of the power play. You know, I'd imagine if you're putting him on your third your third line, he's probably at least getting 15 minutes a night, 16 minutes a night. That's better then, than better than 10, 10 to 11. So one one thing I want to touch on really quick before we get into the Flyers and what's going on there, what what we need to do. Um, I've really liked um, 
I know they're not putting up tons of points, but no, they did have a, you know, uh, that Lazar, uh, I think it was Tobias Reeder made a really good play in the first game down yep. low, winning the turnover, that wraparound goal. Love that. That's what you need from them. Great they goal. That's dirty goal. You got to get in those areas. Cody Eakin has done his job. He hasn't been a minus player, right? Like I think those pickups, although they're not super sexy, I, I like what they've done so far. Have you? I have. Yeah. I have no, I have no reason to complain about Cody Eakin. He isn't, he hasn't hurt us. Um, I think defensively guys like Brandon Montour have been killing us. Uh, that first game with Hutton killed us. Um, you know, surprisingly, you know, you know, analytically, Rasmus Ristolainen has been the best player uh, Corsi wise. Oh. Oh, this is when you wonder why I doubt analytics sometimes. Yeah, you know, he's been the best one. Um, and he, he actually played two decent game, two, two decent, you know, say good games, decent. Um, Darlene struggled in that second game, but he's, he just turned 20 years old. He's still trying, he's still trying to, you know, he came in 16 pounds heavier, all muscle. He's still trying to figure out how to use that size and that. That's weight. where I wish we had a normal training camp because I feel like that would have been perfect time oh, for him, it, right? It, yeah, me too, man. Because we have so many new faces in this lineup, and you only have. I think I wish if I could, Dwayne, if you could say that to everybody on Twitter, I'd be so happy. Say that again. If you have so many new faces in this lineup, and you had like 12 days, 13 days to get them acclimated with each other on the ice together for the first time, it takes time, and you know. I would have liked to have seen them not come out so flat in that first game. Um, you know, because we all had the same, you know, most teams had the same, you know, same amount of time to prepare for the season. Not just, you know, not just, uh, not just the Sabres, but I think we have more new faces uh, in our lineup than most other teams. But I just, I've been very disappointed defensively what I've seen. And I've, I've been preaching that now for how long defensively we need to add, add it. We, we should have added another piece. Not Matt Irwin to sit in the press box, be a depth guy. You should have added another stay-at-home defenseman, um, the guy, a guy to play well defensively, not just be a puck carrier, not to be a threat offensively. We needed a guy to really bring stability to blue time, uh, the, to the blue line, and I think to you know take some pressure off Rasmus Dahlin because Dahlin's in a, a very important year in his career. I think this is the last year of his entry-level deal. Um, you're going to have to pay this guy a ton of money next year. You want to see him take the right steps this season and. You're not going to get that from playing him with um, who they got him with. Uh, God, why is it? Brandon Montour. Brandon Montour, yes. Brandon Montour has been a train wreck the last two games. Yeah, he's that got first back. goal, that yeah. first goal uh, that Backstrom scored, he literally sat on his heels and backed into his own goal, backed into his own zone, and and didn't even attempt to get a stick a stick on the puck here. It might have been Ovechkin, um, but like if you just get a stick on him. If you just get a stick on him or a body on him, that puck probably doesn't make it over to Backstrom, who's alone in front of the net. Just get 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 a body on him. Do something. He Good just point. did nothing. He let him skate around him. He might as well have been a pylon. I'm sorry, man. You should not. If you're in the you're in the NHL, you're in the NHL. This, you know, you're in the National League, son. You're in the National, dude. Like like, put a body on him. If I'm real Kruger, after seeing that, I put him on the bench the rest of the game, and he's sitting in the press box the second game. You're not going to come to. Yeah, you're not going to come. We don't have that depth on D. Hey, how nice would it be to have Lawrence Pilot still here? You know, oh, I don't know. I always liked him. I'm sorry to bring him up, but yeah, Montour had a tough one. Our whole well, decor had a tough one. We don't. We don't have enough. You don't. <laughs> the way Ralph Kruger likes to coach, you want your defense involved in the play, right? I thought Washington D did a good job of that, especially Carlson jumping in, Dwayne. Yep. Outside of Darlene, who does that well? Uh, jumping into the play, you would hope Montour. You would hope. Yeah, that's why you brought him here to begin with. Uh, I think Henry Yoki, how are you? Uh, 
not not nearly as good as Darlene does, but he 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 can be counted on to do that. And then I guess Ristolainen. So here's my my concern. Um, like you said, it takes time for everybody to gel, right? And you want to see that. You want to see news. that sooner rather than later in this shortened season, right? Yep. Bad news. What? Sabres just announced we have recalled goaltender Jonas Johansson from our taxi squad. Goaltender Linus Omar will miss tonight's game against Philadelphia for personal reasons. That means we're getting Carter hot tonight. Nice. Well, hey. Cut the Carter. Hey, Carter nothing like bouncing back after you're playing the best team in the league, in my opinion. So here's, here's one quick note on Philadelphia. They are leading the league with 11 goals. They, they dominated Pittsburgh in back-to-back games, right? Um, they were very good, okay? And they are first in the league in the power play, too, okay? So one thing is you know you have to stay disciplined, okay? But when you look at Philly's lineup, their one saving grace could be that Sean Couturier is out for a couple weeks, okay? Their top center. He's yeah. been, in my opinion, the best defensive center in the league, the best two-way center. Did he win the Selkie last year? I think he did. I think it was his first. I could be wrong. He should have won it. Um, he was but, a candidate. He was a candidate, I believe. Him, I O'Reilly was a candidate for sure. Um, I forget who won it. But still, my point is this. Even with him out, they still have a dangerous lineup. Claude Giroux, although he's been getting older and, and not as dominant, he's still a premier guy in this league, right? I think he's still right. in the top 20 left wings in the league, okay? Kevin Hayes has been bumped up to that first line. Like I said, I won't be rooting for him tonight, but I'm a huge Kevin Hayes guy. I think he is the modern-day power forward that can still get up and down the ice. He kills penalties for you. He's put on the power play. He plays with Jam, and he's a great teammate. And then Joel Farabee has been another young guy. Dwayne, look at how well Philly has done through the draft. They have a lot of guys. They've hit on most of their first-round picks. You see it all throughout their lineup. And, and, they have, and they've also hit on some second- and third-rounders. They've done a great job developing. You got Van Riemsdyk, Nolan Patrick's coming back. That's a really interesting story. Remember how he missed all last year with migraines? Yep. He's back. He's playing well. And Jakey Voracek has been doing Jakey things. Real quick, did, did you, you saw that uh, press conference, right? Oh, that was great. That was fantastic. Anybody that has it, please watch it. That I looked into it because I was curious why he went at him. That reporter is, is a crumb. He's been oh, stirring the pot, like writing speculative articles, trying to create stuff that isn't there. Just do your job, buddy. I get it. You have to have opinionated pieces. But don't create storms that aren't there. Um, and then the biggest thing – Travis Konechny on the third line with Oscar Limbaugh. A couple clicks for Oscar. Beating cancer. Love to see it. Love to see it, Dwayne. And Morgan Frost is centering them. Konechny really stepped up, played well. He's one of my favorite players. Just a little rap that can shoot, that can kill penalties. He'll get in your face, finish hits. He got a hat trick against Pittsburgh. Um, some nice goals there. Uh, so you got to slow them down. And um, hopefully we see Carter – or actually, I hope we don't see Carter Hart. I, I mean, I just want to watch him play, but – he, he's pretty sure he's I think he's the, the Patrick Wall of this generation. I think he's going to be good for a long time. Really like his game. Fundamentally solid. He moves well cross crease. He battles when he needs to. But most importantly, he's calm. He's in control. He's been very consistent, which our goalies have it. Um, your thoughts on what the Sabres need to do well here going into Philly? Uh, special teams has to improve. Um, you, you cannot get beat. You can't go 0-5 on, on the power play again. You got to improve your penalty kill. Um, you know, those, those two in particular, I think, especially against a team like Philadelphia, that you're not going to get many chances to score on Carter Hart with the way he's playing. So any opportunity you get on the power play with that first unit, you have to bury it. I agree. Um, so I liked our power play in the first game, some good movement. You liked what you saw one for three. 
it was abysmal the next night. And I think it had a lot to do. Um, you know, we really struggled with our entries, right? When we were in zone, we were okay, but I don't know if it was shot selection. I don't know if it was rushing it, uh, not winning battles, outnumbering the puck down low when it was loose. We couldn't seem to get sustained pressure. And I think with that group, that first group, Dwayne, I think they're going to have success when, when they can keep teams in there for 45 seconds, you know, really work it around, get guys tired on the PK. I think that's when you'll have lanes opening up. I think Taylor Hall does a tremendous job as the bumper guy in the middle. Because, you know, when you, when you go from the top over to Eichel and Eichel moves it across to Olofsson, at that point, you should have them spread out enough where that defenseman or bottom PK guy has to choose between covering Hall driving to the middle of the net or um, who is it? Sam down low. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yep. I think that's where you saw in the first goal. Um, and I just don't think you really saw that much after that. The more you do that, the more you beat them with that play, that's going to open up room for Darlene to, to bump it to Eichel for a one T or bump it to Olofsson. You know, we saw last year when Darlene bumps it over to Eichel, who hits, who, who hits it through the seam to Olofsson, one T goal. Uh, I think the more that you beat them down low, you open up that, you know, that, that seam pass. All right. With that being said, they really struggled on Friday, uh, 0 for 5, like I said. And then another thing, Dwayne, is going to be, you know, discipline here. You're going against the league's top power play. They've done a really good job, man. Yeah, they have. So, um, you know what sucks, though? You know, I know it's two games into the year. If you go to the uh, the NHL site and you look at the Mass Mutual East Division, the lowly okay. Sabres sitting at the bottom of, of the group. And even, even Pittsburgh, they started 0-2 against Philly, right? Um, they came back and they beat Washington in a shootout. Um, and here's the one thing. As in this shortened season, when you're only playing your division – you don't want to see any games go to overtime. I love OT, right? So do you? Correct. I love, I love, I love. So three. I found myself watching that Pittsburgh-Washington game, like tie game, 10 minutes up in the third. I'm like, oh, I want to see it go to OT until I realized they're both in this division. That extra point in your division is going to suck this year. So Pittsburgh got the win there. Um, and them beating Washington after getting swept by, by Philly, our next opponent, didn't make me feel too confident. Uh, granted, Casey DeSmith did play well for Pittsburgh. Uh, but I don't know. Um, Dwayne, before we, before, in our last 10 minutes here, before I got to hop back on the ice, um, there's been some interesting rumors going around um, with, with Pierre-Luc Dubois in Columbus. I uh, just want to tee you up for that. What, 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 what happened? What's going on? For those that don't know, uh, fill us in here. A few days ago, uh, Darren Drager was on with the instigator of WGR, and um, he flat out said that, uh, I, I don't know the exact context of the, conversation leading into it um but he said that and he's flat out said that kevin adams has contacted both columbus and uh florida about pierre luc dubois and alexander barkov and you know obviously in in terms of dubois you're going to if you're a good gm you're calling to see what it takes and see what they're looking for just you're doing your job as a gm but the fact that he came out and flat out said it, I think holds a little bit of weight. Um, you know, you haven't heard teams specifically being named out there as contacting. I mean, you can assume, but uh, being flat out said to, to have contacted either of these teams and uh, either of these teams and, you know, having a guy like us insider, like Darren Drager flat out say like, yeah, Kevin Adams has called both teams about these players. I think it holds a little weight. I know you're doing your job as a GM if you know, regardless, but I, I like to hear those things out of my GM, especially when you start off. zero and two, and you're looking to fix issues because oh, yeah. you haven't seen Nobody's that part in the past. So 
you mentioned Darren Dreger brought it up. I, you brought up a good point. You want your GM making those calls. I think in the years past, maybe we haven't. I don't know. I don't know how often it happens, how often it doesn't. We always hear, love that the instigators bring on Darren Dreger. I used to hate dregs. I think I've, I've kind of grown on him more and more. Dwayne, what would it take for us to get Pierre-Luc Dubois in your eyes? And part two of that question is, what are you drinking right now? That looks awful good. Huh. Well, before, before we get into the, what it would take, I'm actually drinking. It is uh, from Froth Brewing Company right here in Buffalo, New York. Liquid Lollipop. We have the orange mango fluff flavor. They just dropped it. It is a smoothie in a can, a little bit of alcohol in it, 6.5% to be exact. Unbelievable guys over at Froth Brewing. I highly suggest anybody get down there and check them out. These four packs, they are in limited supply and it is all boys too. Worth, it's worth every penny and you'll want to support your local businesses. So right here, Froth Brewing Company, downtown Buffalo. Tell them two goalies, two goalies, one Mike sent you. Tell them Dwayne from Dwayne and Collier from two goalies, one Mike sent you. Uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be a stack to hear to hear that. Pick myself up a hat too. I'm a big snapback guy. Love so it. Definitely get get there when you get a chance. I picked. Where did you say they're located again? Located downtown Buffalo, 700 Military Road, uh, in Buffalo, New York, guys. You know they do have a cool can design. 20 minutes from everything here. Support support local businesses. Love to hear it. Broth Brewing, hit them up. Dwayne, 10 minutes left. What do you, what do you, what's going to take for us to get Pierre-Luc Dupont? You're going to have to pay a lot. Um, I think it's going to take at least a Jack Quinn or a Dylan Cousins. I prefer to, you know, I think Dylan, I, I value Cousins over Quinn personally. I would like to see them deal Quinn in that deal. You're going to have to deal, you're going to have to part with a first round pick. That's a given. And you know, you, you'd probably, and here's me personally, if you're, if you're dealing, dealing with Columbus, they have two good goaltenders in that, on that team right now, both starting caliber goaltenders and both Merzinkless and uh, Corpusalo. I would love to see Corpusalo in a Buffalo uniform. I do think he's better than Olmark. I do think that he could help you win games. Yeah. Obviously I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'd call him elite, but you know, he's going to help. He's going to help you win hockey games. You know? In a couple of those games in the playoff. The oh my God. It went 60, oh, 60 safe performance. It was insane. Dwayne, he's got, he's got hips and flexibility like Gumby does, dude. He should yeah, not be unbelievable. The, the goal, the body should not be able to do those things. He yep. does them very well. He had the a great game today against Detroit. Three, two victory. Yeah. He's a good goalie. Um, and they play a more defensive style under torts, but you saw there against Tampa, he got peppered and he's yep. done his job. So you have Elvis Merlikens, who, you know, two years ago in, in limited duties, really struggled. Even at the beginning of last year, he struggled. And then out of nowhere, when Corpusello got hurt, Elvis Merlikens went on a heater, was one of the best goalies in the league, finished with some great numbers. Some people were calling for him to get some Vesna votes. If yep. you're Columbus, which one are you hanging on to? And why get rid of one now? And, and like you said, it's going to be tough to pry him out. I think you hold on to Elvis just because he's younger. And I think there's more a higher ceiling there. You know, I think he is probably eventually will be the better goaltender and he's cheaper. I think he's cheaper. I'm actually, I think they signed similar contracts to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah they're both I, in that three, 4 million range. I would love to see that package deal with both Corpus Allo and Dubuis, uh, Dubois, 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 Dubois. Dubois. Yeah. I mean, with the, the situation with goalie, the goaltending right now in Buffalo, um, you know, I think you just have to try and find a way to bring a goaltender back along with Dubois. It's going to cost you a ton. But I think at the end it's worth it. I think I, mean, I don't think you're, I don't think you'd have to mortgage your franchise to do it. It might. He's a top three. He's a third overall pick in 2017. Went back to juniors. Played. You know, had a dominant year there and came into you're the. Also the back. Them, you're also sending them your first this year and another first round pick. It's not like you're sending them nothing. You know, those are two big things right there. 
So Dubois had, you know, 48 points as a rookie, then had 27 goals, 61 points the next year uh, with Panarin. And then without Panarin last year, it dipped off a little bit. He only played 70 games, 18 goals, 49 points. Uh, but he was very good in that postseason for them. He's a Quebec native, just 22 years old, but he's a big boy, 6'3", 220. He plays with that physicality that you need with centers on defense, but it also, you know, allows him to play well below the goal line on offense. Um, he, he, you know what, Dwayne? I see some Ryan O'Reilly in him, okay? The, the ability to be a good two-way center with still, you know, some offensive touch. Um, and, and that's a player that obviously we, we have that hole since O'Reilly left. I think if you bring an elite center like that, it's going to make, it's going to ripple down your lineup. Um, and you know, a lot of these young forward, like cousins, even though he's a natural centerman, I think he will be a centerman in due time has the ability to play wing. I am curious to see how Casey Middlestat does on the wing this year. Now, you know, he, he went, listen, as much as we shit on the guy, he did do well with the Americans last year. I haven't completely given up on him like others have. Uh, it's, I, 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 back in he to earn it um but the fact that he's the first player called up the taxi squad shows something right um with that being said he signed two-year extension with only a five million dollar cap hit that's incredible so that's yeah, good that, numbers that, for that, him that, that, and that's, that's obviously would have been more if the pandemic you could, fit didn't that, you could still fit that under your cap in a trade here for sure i i i i, I think if you're kevin adams you have to be really kicking the tires on that because i really believe you know, you add both those pieces of this lineup, you're looking at a playoff contending team. I mean, you, you that, that'll slide Eric Stahl down to your third line center, Cody Eakin down to your fourth. Like, how about that? How about that depth at center? Yeah, that looks really good. I just think it's going to be tough to get done. I think you're right. You have to give up a lot. Jack Quinn, probably another first and maybe another piece. I'm not sure. Uh, but hey, Dwayne, you'll keep us posted. Be sure to check, check out Two Goalies, One Mike, and at D, D Steinel. At uh at two goalies on Mike at Dwayne S39. Um handles. You, hey, you've been killing it on Twitter. You've been really staying on top yep, of stuff. Had, we had we had um, the Josh Allen we had the Josh Allen jersey giveaway. Um nobody yet. We I said twelve hundred followers. I'm sticking to it. If I'm Love giving it. away a jersey, I want twelve hundred followers. We're about I think it's like hundred and thirty short right now. But you guys have been tearing it up. You guys have been following, you guys have been doing what we've asked, but you know, we got a little bit a little bit more here to go. We got a week to do it, and then I'll give that jersey away. We have two more jerseys to give away too. So the sooner we get, I get rid of this Josh Allen jersey, the sooner we can get to the next two jersey giveaways. Um, yeah, but it, it's uh, it's been a fun week here in Buffalo, outside of the Sabers, obviously with the Bills, you know, making the AFC Championship game. Uh, I was huge. Time. We haven't even talked about it. We got we got a couple minutes left here. Um, Dwayne, it's been so long. It's so it's so awesome. Uh, you, you really feel for you really feel from kind of like my generation who has really lived through that drought that terrible drought you know obviously my father and his generation they got to experience Super Bowl years and and their prime uh you know we didn't really we're I'm not old enough to remember that I was too young um but with that being said just uh it's exciting I cannot wait for Sunday to see what happens with Kansas City see if Patrick Mahomes does play I know he had a concussion but I, I'm I'm excited, man. I I I am over the moon right now, and I really hope the Sabers can you know keep some momentum going here for us because, you know, the city is a special place right now with how well the Bills are playing. I would like to see the Sabers continue that. I love it. Um, it's been fun to watch the Bills succeed. I'm hoping that we can Sabers can bump. listen. If if this would be a huge huge weekend or a two game set to really turn your season around. You, you bounce back two wins, all right, against uh, one of the top teams in the, in the 
in the league, not just their division, uh, get you back to 500. What you don't want to do and what we've seen in years past is if you dig this hole early, especially in, in, a, in a shortened season, um, it's, it's tough to climb out of that hole. I think it's even going to be exaggerated here. you got Flyers today, 7 o'clock, 7.30, okay? Uh, this one's on NBC Sports. you got Flyers tomorrow at 7, and then you're back Friday against the Capitals. So if you can find a way to get three out of these four points, that'd be huge. Get some payback on the Capitals. Um, it's going to be important. You need to see some progression. You can't, you can't dig yourself a hole this early this year. Hopefully we get some goaltending. Hopefully, you know, all is well with Allmark. You never like to hear that personal reason stuff because that could be a ton of different things. So we're wishing him well. Um, any last thoughts here, Dwayne, before I kick it over to our, our sponsor here? Uh, Froth Brewing, this episode has been brought to you by Froth Brewing. Like Dwayne said, make sure you go check them out, support your local businesses. Um, and then, yeah, hey, for those that didn't catch it, uh, our, our, that uh, little um, commercial from, from last weekend's episode, um, what is it, Bud Ends? Bud Ends, yeah, Bud Ends, uh, located right here in Kenmore, New York, uh, another local business who's really caught fire over the, over the years. Um, there's some pretty cool ad promos they did with uh, Tim Stutzla. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, they supply him with their grips, uh, along with a lot of other, uh, player NHL players, including, uh, Akil Thomas, uh, exciting stuff for them. Uh, they're going to, they're going to be, uh, hopefully continuing some, uh, some content with us. I'm excited for that and keep an eye out for froth brewing, man. Uh, unbelievable beer. Again, I'm drinking the, uh, the orange mango fluff flavor, uh, the liquid lollipop, 6.5% alcohol content. You can go to find them at that sounds intriguing. Yep. www.frothbrewing.com or at Froth Brewing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Unbelievable stuff, man. I'm going to have another one for the game here in a little bit. Just uh, pick up your, again, you know, they're in limited supply. So keep your eye out on their social media handles. Follow them. You know, when they drop a new flavor, you want to get down there and get it right away because it's in limited supply. That's why it's, you know, it costs what it does. But it's worth every penny, man. I bought two. I bought two four packs myself yet uh, yesterday. Got to meet the owners. Uh, you know, Alexander. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, not Alexander. Travis. Uh, we're talking about uh, talking about um, Mo, thinking about Mogilny. I think about that jersey you're getting. Oh no! <laughs> I know you Travis. Know who was? Oh, okay. Yeah. I ordered a Mogilny jersey, folks. Yes, he did, he did. 89 Captain Royal Blue. Love to see it. Yeah, um, I got an email about it. I just, I'm sorry, sorry about that, guys. I, not a surprise. No, no, it's okay. But, uh, hey, yeah. Real quick. Uh, no, go ahead. No, I just want to say one thing. Um, one thing we are thinking about doing is, um, you know, when we do have these multiple games in a row, maybe dropping a little mini 15, 20-minute episode recap on the games. Uh, let us know what you guys think about that. Um, Dwayne, I got to hop on the ice here before the game. Uh, hopefully only going to miss the first period. I'm on the ice six to eight here. Training goalies, helping the goalies at tomorrow. Got to love it. Two goalies, one Mike. I'm Johnny Cullen. Dwayne, any last thoughts? Go Sabres, you know. Go Bills, go Sabres. Go Bills, go Sabres. This is a big one tonight. Hopefully the Sabres can pull us off, uh, pull it off here and get back, uh, get things back on track. Dwayne, Absolutely. it's been a pleasure as always. Looking forward to next week's episode with an uh, interview with Sanaya Sapergi, uh, former athletic reporter, former Toronto store reporter, uh, close friend of mine. She's great. Um, go Bills, go Sabres. For Dwayne Stenell, I'm Johnny Cullen. This has been episode 45 of Two Goalies, One Mike, brought to you by Froth Brewer.
Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. 
Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.